Hi, Ian. My name is Hi, Maya. Maya. Hi, hi, Maya. I, I know. Okay. I'm aware. <laughs> um, um, I'm glad, glad to be speaking with you. How are you doing? Uh, I just told you that. Okay, but like they don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm doing, I'm doing mighty fine. You know. Um, that's good. That's a really good description. Normally, I just opt for good. So. I could go back and just say, yeah, you're it was good. You're already me. So, that's good. You're doing good. Um, what if you were to describe yourself in three words? Like, how would you do that? Like, if someone was like, who is, who is an, who is an in three words? what is that? Uh-huh. Like the, like the general idea of an Ian or this Ian? Go, both. Why not? Um, I mean, I only know one other Ian. Um, I'll come back to All that, right. but I, I guess, I guess for myself, it would be. He needs glasses. <laughs> is that like your personality trait? Like you have glasses. You know how like yeah, people are always know. like, "Oh my god, can I try on your glasses?" And every time I give somebody my glasses, they go, "Oh my god, you really can't yeah, see." Ian. I, I'm like surprised by how much that happens. Like I would think that's just like an elementary school thing, but it, it's you're right. It does happen a lot more than I wish. It, it even happens <laughs> in college. Oh no. <laughs> What about you, Maya? How would you describe, would describe yourself myself? and the general concept of Mayas and free Okay, work? I actually know a lot of Mayas. Um, fun fact, I was almost named Jamal. Uh, yeah. That's a lovely name. You certainly have the Jamal <laughs> look about you, Maya. I know. Like, I was born and they were like, mm, Jamal, no, let's throw this one out the window. Was it like, like... Like, if you were just, like, a different baby, I guess, would you have still been named Jamal? Or, like, they looked at you and, like, they ain't giving off Jamal vibes. They had... It's funny because they had gender, they'd picked out gendered names and because the doctor pronounced me now. I was uh, Maya. Keisha was also in the running. You, I just... I very like ethnic Keisha. names. You like it? But doesn't it remind you of, like, the French dish? What like quinoa? No, <laughs> no, no. Like quiche, you know. Is that not French? I mean, I guess uh, I'm not well, French. Anyways. To describe me in three words, I would say not caring. Uh, we get to pick adjectives. I thought it had to be like a sentence. Oh, oh, okay. Very nice. Okay. Mamma mia. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> yeah, why don't you choose adjectives? Maybe that'll be help more more easy to um, explain. Uh nearsighted. No. <laughs> well, okay, That's one not... word. There's a there's the hyphen. But okay, continue. Nearsighted. Um stupid, but also smart. That's more than three, but I'll let it slide. Well, I thought I thought these were gonna be like personality descriptors, rather than like I wear glasses, I have hair. Yeah. Uh, do you, so? Do you want me to go again? I'll go again. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Like I don't want to sound too like 
Okay, like I'm sucking use, my own dick out here. Don't use humble, but other than that, you know. Modest, humble, and uh, the best. <laughs> the best? Is that also hyphenated? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is, yeah. Trust oh, me. Okay. I, 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 know, I know language. Speaking of language, I know this is totally unrelated. Um, <laughs> what's your major? So the college I'm going to, you can only technically major in one thing, which is liberal arts. But uh, there's okay. like four, four, technically four classes at my college. There's mathematics, which you kind of go through the history of mathematics. You start with like literally the basics of geometry. Mm. You do like some uh, astrology and you just make your way from there. And then I think you end with like Einstein and quantum mechanics. That's you fun. have, uh, it is... <laughs> And then uh, we also have language classes, which mm. uh, freshman year and sophomore year, you learn ancient Greek and junior and senior year, you learn French and you basically learn it so you can translate the like texts and the original language to English to see what they they are actually like. And ancient Greek, whoo, <laughs> not a fun language to learn. It's not like anything else. The only fun thing about it is that, like, now you know, like, the uh, uh, etymology of words, mm. like, philosophy, like, the word, like, uh, philo is uh, love, and sophia, because the ancient Greek word is philosophia, so, like, love of wisdom, and that's kind of, you know, mm. what, what, what it means. That's cool. Genuinely, because I think... A lot of people get stuck or a lot of in general undecided major kind of people they're like I don't know I don't want to set be set in stone with this one career path and I think that provides you the best of both worlds so not that this is a sales yeah. pitch but you get to do a lot of everything which sounds fun it is quite fun but it's like a bitch load of work let me tell you Maya we read Plato's Republic and like all of it in like two weeks Oh, and that stuff is dense. Yeah. Well, it, like, it's fun, but it's also, like, like when you're doing it, so, like, I guess the other half of my school that I should, probably should have prefaced with is it's entirely Socratic. Mm -hmm. So instead of, like, there being teachers and you go into, like, a, a lecture hall and get lectured to for, like, an hour and a half, what you do is you read the text and you can, you can, you can annotate it if you want. It helps. And then you sit down in class and then you discuss it for for a uh, for like an hour or two and that's yeah. literally what we do in each and every one of our classes huh so it's it's just a um, i guess more unusual approach but do you enjoy that i i i definitely am very happy with the with the choice i made i definitely think i'm not the right college for me that's good yeah i feel like um from my perception i feel like something like a lecture hall where you're sitting for upwards of an hour, like that would be hard for you to just, just sit there and take that. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think that's a it, good choice for you. I, I definitely agree with that. It, it's like you get to actively participate with the, with the authors in the book rather than having somebody like read their interpretation right. of what it means to you. They might be like, Oh yeah, Plato, my man boss as hell i love plato 
but like reading reading the republic and some of his other works <sighs> i fucking hate plato <laughs> It just it just depends what you're what you're up for, like learning by doing, or if you're if you can just watch an example and and, and catch on to it. Um, also, I feel I feel like it's you're using more parts of your brain that way. You're not just like I never have to look at math ever again, you know. Yeah, and it, it's like this is like the first math class that gave me an existential crisis, not from like, oh, I'm going to fail, but because of what we were actually discussing in class. So we were talking about like uh, triangles, you know, as one does in their math class. And mm -hmm. so, so it, it, I think it kind of has to do with like Plato's idea of like the theory of forms that like there's this invisible world of just pure being rather than like the physical representations we see, mm -hmm. like, uh, I guess a better way to describe it is like a, it's it's that kind of pedantic thing where it's like what makes a tree a tree? It's just because collective understanding of I agree this is all, whatever. Yeah, that like that's I guess the human interpretation Everyone has to of it. That it is just because but, but Plato has this idea that after you die, there's like this realm of like pure things. Like you see a tree and it's just like the pure idea of a tree. Like, uh, I guess another better way of putting it is there's beauty and then there's capital B beauty. Y you know what I mean? Mm, okay. So you're paying and to open your third eye. <laughs> basically. <laughs> It's like all forms of beauty are an expression of that pure idea of beauty, whether they come out in like a very attractive woman or like a like a painting uh, by a I don't know whoever the whoever the hell you like Van Gogh, something like that. You know how it be. Ah, that's really interesting. Um, do you know where you plan to take yourself with that, or? straight to the streets begging this, for money maya that's where i'm a, going is this a dad question a little a little bit yeah i i i really don't don't know where i see myself going after this that's okay. but you know just absorb enough about me maya what about you what are your college oh, uh, plans oh my gosh i i guess to clarify though we should say that i'm a freshman in college and you're a senior in high school yes uh, yeah if that is important um i feel like all my life i've been like what don't i want to do you know mm -hmm. um wanted to be a lawyer dentist i don't know anything um but i've narrowed it down and oh fun fact this is like so, such a pretentious flex but when i was eight i wanted to be a primatologist like you, like jane goodall like looking at monkeys yeah really quick side note my first crush when i was a kid was we were watching national geographic and there's like a documentary about like apes and jane goodall was in it like a young <laughs> jane goodall i wasn't attracted to apes don't worry it was okay. it was like it was <laughs> I a I, I, had my, I had my first childhood crush on jane goodall oh my gosh that's not to flex no that's a good crush she's a smart lady yeah I, I was also in love with jane goodall which is why i wanted to be a primatologist and go on over to tanzania and just hang out with her um no i 
that 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 left me i guess i realized i didn't like animals i went to like the zoo or something <laughs> what you like heard the story of like travis the chimp the guy the like the, the chimp who like ripped off that lady's face and you're like maybe not maybe a little, a little safer occupation yeah maybe i don't know i also just don't like animals i don't know what's wrong with me um i try i'm just i guess not as kind-hearted as i thought i could be oh what was, was it, it there was was there an episode of drake and josh where like some guy got a ch- attacked by a chimp like am i remembering that correctly oh gosh i'm not as well versed in drake and josh my show was i'm i'm more victorious than drake and josh oh my god Ugh. i know i know it was just what was on okay continue continue maya if you must i went to like the zoo like a petting zoo and there was yeah. goats there. It was okay. Oh my gosh. I was just about to drop a piece of this story that won't make sense unless I preface with it was Halloween. Yes, yes, yes. So I was a hula girl. <laughs> Let's You tell me you didn't just go dressed around as a hula girl when you were younger, Maya. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm sorry to all the all the cultural I was all the culture I was appropriating. Um, but yes, I was a hula girl and I had a grass skirt. And the goat ate my skirt because I was trying to pet it and it decided to have a snack on my skirt. <clears throat> and then I think that was when I was like, I don't like animals. Um, I, it makes me kind of skeptical of like goat milk and goat cheese. But What do you think the goat's going to do? Like put cyanide in it while no <laughs> one's looking? No, like they eat just everything. You don't know what they're putting in there. Oh, body. oh! So like, you you don't want them eating. Like, you don't want them eating the cyanide pill that gets passed into their milk. Well, I don't want to taste my own hula skirt. Do you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. It's called living life to the fullest, Maya. Mm. Yeah, but like, I don't want the last thing I eat to be that hula skirt goat cheese. Are you are you allergic to hula skirts? Like, would you have an allergic reaction? <laughs> I don't know maybe i don't know there's just too many variables in goat cheese first i wanted to be a candy scientist and like just creating different candies. Willy Wonka. yeah i wanted to be Willy wonka um but then i was like this is not practical there's bigger issues in this world like people are dying from malnutrition is candy really a priority so now i for like six years i wanted to be a food science food scientist um i was actually do you see talking... yourself... oh sorry do you still see yourself going down that path like right now candy no food, food science. science yeah that's that's the major i've applied to like 80 percent of the schools i applied to mm-hmm. i'm like basically done i have one more app which one which college uh we're not gonna get into that uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I wanted to do food science, and then I was talking to this one admissions lady, I don't know, for a de- I reached out to a school, and I was like, hey, can I talk to someone from this department specifically? She was like, how'd you get into food science and all that? Um, I was talking about how I want to do candy science, um, and now I was like, it, it's impractical. I gave her my whole, my whole spiel, and she was like, well, why does candy science have to be impractical? Couldn't you... Um, develop something that helps people with some medical problem mm-hmm. by utilizing candy and i was like oh my gosh her name was april shout out to april april's a genius um 
I don't know. So that door is still going <coughs> to open, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, candy science, food science. Just, I just want to do something where I feel like I won't get bored. There's so many avenues within food yeah. science. Um, but I do have two schools I'm applying to as a, un, under a liberal arts major. Um, yeah. T- taking after your good old pal. I know. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be best buds talking about philosophy and stuff. Um, although mine will be in a concentration of linguistics. So mm-hmm. language, all that fun stuff, which makes me nervous because my grammar is really bad. Yeah, it's it's really bad. (laughs) Linguistics always seemed like so interesting to me, but it also seemed like so pedantic with like the like, oh, you can't use a semicolon in this situation, (laughs) but you can use it in this one. I wasn't a fan of that. I I feel like skeptical of my English teachers because I've one one teacher kind of definitely has favorites and I'm pretty sure I was one of them. Um. But in, in, in terms of my writing and how they grade it, they tend to give me high grades and they always say like, oh, your student voice is so good. And I'm like, okay, but you know my grammar sucks. I'll, and it I'll makes say, me like nervous I, for like yeah. the first time I have an interaction with like a class or a professor that's like, no, you're trash. Writing your first like college paper and like, like once you get into the college, I'm not talking about like mm-hmm. a common app essay right. or something like that at least for me, it was so nerve-wracking. And I don't know if it was just, like, because of no the college. Idea. Yeah, what their expectations are. Yeah. It, and it's, like, I didn't know how, how much free range I had to talk about what I wanted to talk about mm. because, like, we went, to the, we went to the same high school, so you know how it kind of, like, yeah. in a box you are when you have to write an essay. You have to do everything the way the teacher wants it. Like, I have this friend, and she wrote, We had an essay that we had to write before winter break, which was like, how, how, how's our, how have we changed since we came to this college? Just like, you know, kind of like right before break, essay like that. Well, then it's about you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she wrote, my friend, she wrote her essay in like this, like, really, not avant-garde, but like unique way where it was like uh unique is a safe word (laughs) yeah and it was like if somebody turned that in at like where we went to high school they probably would have failed Mm. huh but did the paper do well uh yeah the teacher said that was the that my friend's paper was the best paper from that that essay like group it's it's i found um someone described it to me it's like you're writing for that teacher when you when you write you're writing you have to interpret how that teacher will want you know whatever mm-hmm. it, you're writing to them so you don't really get to write in the way you want to I don't know I guess it's like dealing with narcissists you're like I have to just talk about what they want yeah and it's also like we read a shitload excuse me a buttload at <laughs> at my college and it's like a uh, a lot of the essays are like they're kind of just opened up open to whatever you want to do like uh i wrote my second essay 
about free will in the Oresteia, which is a trilogy of plays by Aeschylus. And hmm. like, I could have written about anything, and like anything. Like I could have written about like hypocrisy in the Odyssey, like uh, uh, Achilles' anger in the Iliad, something about the Republic. Right. I mean, I guess that's what 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 life is about when you transition to adulthood. It's like no one's going to guide you. You have to pick what's important to you, but the world will still critique you. You know, it, it's, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So, how much of, um, I know this is a terrible transition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, your personality type, it's an INFP. Yes, it is. Um, I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, mine is an INFJ. Do you... After I made you figure out what your personality type is, do you does that make sense to you? Wh- why you ended up with that? I I'll I'll, I'll say this like <laughs> when I I took it like a a few years ago. That's when I first got it, and I was right. like, wow, I got this one's so cool. I'm so creative. I'm <laughs> wow. I'm like only four percent of the population. I'm so unique. Uh, but now I'm like it's kind of it's all kind of arbitrary you know like well, they, like when I told my dad that which one am I an INFP yes like when I told my dad that I was an INFP he was like you got introverted like like you seem really extroverted so it's like yeah it, I mean it again with with any time in life you take a test it's not going to accurately depict every nuance of your being but it's like I think it's pretty cool they're pretty spot on for me at least um and they, they recommend you keep retaking it so that because they assume you will change and things will be different, which is almost like them covering for themselves, being like, yeah, like, we, you know, yeah. you might change. Um, but you don't find yourself introverted? I find myself introverted in my own personal view of how I act, but maybe not how other people perceive me, mm. if that makes any sense. Do you ever catch yourself being more extroverted than you normally would be if you were alone? It's probably like the, the same thing that everyone experiences where it's like, if you're in a new situation, I get extremely introverted. I like draw into myself. Like I do nothing but observe. I don't really interact. Mm. And then once I get kind of comfortable with people, like kind of feel them out, then I will, be more and more extroverted but like I have to be comfortable in a situation before I extrovert myself <laughs> I, I have seen some of my friends become more loud to just yeah. get get a feel for everyone so I mean maybe your ability to easily adapt or hang back a little bit is a good indicator of like where you are with new people I don't know because like for for my personality tree my my whatever I I'm like it categorizes me as introverted but I found I can force myself to go up and talk to people just random people and that's a new skill of mine that I've developed within the last like three years Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I, I would still say I'm introverted. For the longest time, I used to say I was ambiverted, which is like a little bit of both whenever I want yeah. to be. I don't like sister, systematically categorizing mm. myself. I feel like it's so limiting in a certain sense. Like, I could be just as much a, like, ENFQ or whatever the hell the rest <laughs> of them are. And I feel like it's, it gives people a certain excuse to mm. for some of their problems. Like, they're like, like you know, the, the classic joke, like, I'm such a Gemini. <laughs> Don't yeah, I, me. I have n- I n- no clue about horoscopes. That's something I don't touch. I think but yeah, I just I, I think the personality traits are just as arbitrary as like astrology or astronomy mm-hmm. signs or whatever the hell it is. Okay. It's it's vague enough that if you get put into any random one, you'll be able to see some part of yourself in it. Okay. But it's specific enough that it's like you think that it perfectly describes you and I don't think anything could describe me better than I could describe myself I guess in, which sounds in three really, words which sounds really <laughs> bad coming after that yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I get that um I agree with some of what you're saying but as much as I don't want to be like yeah so because of the stars today i'm going to eat only green mercury's in retrograde i had a baby with my car oh (laughs) i think i'm just as bad with my personality type whatever i find it helpful um i have i've written why does maya care i will tell you why why do you care maya um I I try to ask my friends what what their personality type is because I I will ask them like how do you deal with with conflict if if you're upset how do you want me to comfort you if even would it be okay for me to like physically touch you would you want me to leave the room like different people have their way of handling with that and then that kind of opened the door for like oh so what about if my friend is mad? What if my friend is dealing with loss? Yes. So I feel like knowing where my friend's personality types are, I it helps me to know how to care for them, maybe in a in a more considerate way. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's not like you said. It's not like a perfect guide, but it gives me a starting point if they don't know how to articulate their feelings or where they're coming from. Like I've had people that are like, I don't know figure it out when it happens and then I have had people that are like oh I need you to leave the room (laughs) when I'm crying I mean my thing with that is it's like and you know I don't want to put put my personal experiences and apply them universally because I think that that's always a trouble thing yeah where you get in trouble but I I think it really depends on the situation rather than the person like if I could be in one situation where I would, I guess, prefer, like, physical touching, and another I just prefer to be left alone. Right. And I, it is. It is case by case. And then that could, like, the same situation or issue that caused me to want to be left alone could cause somebody else to want, like, physical intimacy rather than being left alone. Everybody is so unique. Right. That I feel like once you put them in a little box of like A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. then it's like they feel like they have to act like that and they follow the course rather than 
making their own path, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say I really know anyone that's really like, oh, the Meyer Briggs assessment told me that I don't like to whatever, go out shopping with friends. So I'm not going to. I think just as much as we categorize ourselves as introvert, extrovert, some people, moment to moment, you can decide. You have that freedom to be like, I don't feel introverted right now. I can go and do this. Um, I don't know. I just find it helpful. And we can, we can disagree on that and that's fine. But I just, I find it helpful because sometimes I'm just like, I need, I need help <laughs> figuring out these people. Yeah. It's, it's my guidance. Cause sometimes when people are emotionally overwhelmed, they're unavailable to communicate what's going on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not here to convince you. <laughs> I mean, like, like the, the, my view, I guess my philosophy on life would be more just like, like, you can't live your life, I guess, according to what, like, Nietzsche says or, like, what Plato mm-hmm. says. The most important way of living your life is how you think that it will work best for you. Mm-hmm. And that, for you, that might mean, like, uh, using, like, Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. or whatever it is to help you might kind of navigate your way through life and having and having to like uh interact with people and then there are people like me who like say that like I think it's kind of bullshit <laughs> but it, That's it, it, right. works either, it works either way because you can't apply like one person's idea of how things work to how everybody should work because exactly. that denies a certain freedom my idea mm-hmm. my mind mm-hmm. my big old mulligan <laughs> Yeah, nicely said. Everybody has their own way of figuring it out. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but I had this moment like maybe a year or two ago where I just was like, oh my gosh, everybody has their own experiences because of their upbringings. There are people that feel the way they feel and nothing in this world can change that. And like, I know that sounds dumb because obviously everyone's different. Everyone has different experiences. But I had this moment, I was like, oh, wow. There's no person on this world that is like exactly the same as me. Hi, thank you so much for listening along to the first episode of Finding Your Marbles with Maya and Ian. I hope you have a great day. P.S. What's your star sign?